It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Historic number of tornadoes have left a path of death and destruction in 2023. Is climate change to blame? Question mark. That headline from USA Today. Let's continue from the Washington Post. Tornado deaths in 2023 already more than double all of 2022s. And we're only one-fourth of the way through the year. New from Wikipedia. There have been 422 preliminary reported tornadoes and 410 confirmed tornadoes in the United States in 2023. Worldwide, 64 tornado-related deaths have been confirmed, 63 of them in the United States and one in Saudi Arabia. The first quarter of 2023 now holds the all-time record for tornadoes. This catastrophic trajectory is continuing to gain momentum into the second quarter. Question, what happens when manipulated flows of atmospheric moisture from the Pacific Ocean are fire-hosed into the western U.S. with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations, cooling the air masses, and surface temperatures all along the way? Engineered winter weather happens. Matrix media sensationalized targeted snowstorms happen. An artificially cooled surface flow of air happens. Next, what's the result of colliding this chemically cooled air mass as it migrates to the east with a manipulated flow of warm atmospheric moisture straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico? Colliding warm and cold air masses equal atmospheric instability, opposing wind directions, cyclonic rotations connect the dots. And while doing so, let's consider the following climate modification patents that relate to cyclonic rotations, patents that indicate that, at minimum, the climate engineers could suppress atmospheric cyclonic rotations if they chose to do so, but clearly they aren't. Tropical Cyclone Disruption, patent 1993, Hurricane and Tornado Control Device 2001. Tornado Suppression System Patent 2001, Hurricane Taming and Apparatus and Method of Use Patent 2005, Method of Interrupting a Tornado Patent 2008, Method for Controlling Hurricanes Patent 2009, and this report from the Washington Post, Killing Killer Tornadoes Before They Strike. Question, is it possible? That's from 2011. Certainly, all available data indicates it is absolutely possible. Next, this should also be considered that the U.S. military officially started its cyclone manipulation operations all the way back in 1947 with Project Cirrus. Question, how far has this technology for cyclone interventions advanced in three quarters of a century, 75 years? You decide. Search and view the geoengineeringwatch.org report titled Extensive List of Patents. Perhaps you'll find it an interesting review. And so, there's this question. Since it is a matter of record that the global controllers are deeply concerned about exploding human populations and have repeatedly stated their desire to reduce human populations, is it even remotely rational to conclude that the predator-parasite class is using climate engineering technologies to actually help populations to profit and to proliferate even more? Would that make any sense at all? Or is the agenda of the predator class something else altogether? Next question, is it 
far more rational to conclude that the controllers are carrying out objectives that are so dark and so nefarious that few are even willing to consider such realities. Again, I'll leave conclusions up to the listener to decide. What we are told is weather forecasting from what we are told are weather experts are in reality scheduled weather scripts being recited by paid puppets. And the scheduled weather now radically changes from day to day, indeed from hour to hour. Scheduled weather for weeks in advance completely changes again in a day or even an hour. The climate system is unraveling. The weather manipulators aren't going to stop. Further, countless other forms of human damage to the planet can't just be turned off. We have trashed this planet in the geologic blink of an eye. Even if all forms of human activity, including climate engineering, were to stop today, the whole of the human race, and unfortunately all life on Earth, has passed the tipping point, is through the proverbial guardrail. Again, the question that remains is this, will anyone survive what's coming, or anything? We'll soon see. We have never been in this place before. This is completely uncharted territory. The rate of extinction exceeds anything in Earth's geologic history, and it is accelerating by the day. Millions in East Africa face famine triggered by drought. That's from ABC News. Report says millions of people across Eastern Africa are facing severe hunger crisis as an ongoing drought causes the driest conditions seen in decades and it continues to worsen. Again, consider these parts of the equation. The climate engineers control the spigot. They have been droughting out nations in Africa for decades and then forcing those nations to allow U.S. military occupation. That's why you have AFRICOM, U.S. military bases all over Africa. When the U.S. goes in to not just a country, but often a continent, in this case, to extract resources... They do it by force, overt and covert. The point of the gun or environmental modification methods like climate engineering bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault and corner the government to comply with whatever the U.S. empire wants. That's how the system works. Again, a reminder of this example. The list of Middle Eastern countries that were to be targeted immediately after 9-11, a list that was given to former NATO Supreme Commander General Wesley Clark, a list that clearly existed before 9-11 even happened. Every Middle Eastern country on that list subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought. That's statistically, mathematically impossible, that type of coincidence without climate engineering being involved. And in fact, the leaders of those countries, as I've stated in previous broadcasts in the case of Iran, on the floor of the UN, stating NATO was cutting off their precipitation, destabilizing their food production, and thus their country as a whole. What's happening in the U.S. right now? Again and again and again, agriculture regions are being targeted with weather cataclysm, flash freeze, flash drought, flash flood, massive hail. At key times in crop development, again and again. The train derailments are certainly off the scale, aren't they? And the amount of food processing facilities that have mysteriously burnt down is truly puzzling, isn't it? Or is it? And what about that bird food that keeps popping up and killing all our poultry? From every conceivable direction, food supplies are crashing. And let's not forget to mention the fisheries 
also collapsing around the globe because the oceans are dying. Climate engineering core factor there as well, destroying the ozone layer, which is allowing immense UV radiation to bombard sea surfaces, which is killing plankton, the basis of the food chain, not just for the ocean, but for life on Earth, because plankton produces the vast majority of atmospheric oxygen, up to 70%. No plankton, no people. Climate engineering inseparable from all of it. And as all this is going on, what are most Americans doing, especially this week? They're caught up in the latest scripted political idiocy, completely distracted with absolutely no clue that they're about to be run over by the oncoming train. No clue. And that's exactly what the controllers want. Next headline, multiple sources. Devastating drought in Africa causes famine for livestock, not just people. Everything is dying, including wildlife, like elephants. Another headline from worldvision.org, global hunger crisis, famine closes in. From that report, 45 million people in 37 countries are at risk of starvation. That's a very conservative figure, by the way. Due to a lack of adequate nutrition, 22 million children are suffering from wasting disease, a.k.a. malnutrition and starvation, which can and will lead to death if not treated. This number is equal to the combined populations of New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, and Philadelphia. How many Americans have any idea this is going on? How many care? While they're waving a banner in support of their chosen political puppet. Flash flooding is also fueling famine in other parts of Africa and the world. From flash drought to flash flooding to flash freezing, extreme hail, cyclonic rotations from manipulated atmospheric instability, no weather can be considered separate from global climate intervention operations at this point. There is no natural weather. None. Climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare operations, are shockingly visible in skies all over the world. Yet, the vast majority of populations continue to pretend they see nothing. The so-called climate science community continues to pretend the spraying of our skies with toxic nanoparticles by geoengineering jet aircraft is only a, quote, proposal. Just another day in the planetary asylum. Planet Earth is under siege. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Moving on, more puzzle pieces. The following question has been thrown at me more times than I can count. Quote, why would governments geoengineer over their own citizens? Why would they use weather as a weapon with toxic elements being sprayed into our skies? Here's my answer. Why wouldn't they? Should we expect the criminals that control governments to refrain from the geoengineering jet spraying of their own citizens because they care so much about what they call, quote, again, the useless feeders, end quote? Should we believe that the predator parasite class would never do anything to harm their own citizens that, by the way, they are desperately trying to disarm because they want what they call, again, the useless eater class, to prosper and proliferate, consuming every remaining remnant of Earth's natural resources until absolutely nothing is left? Is that what you think the global controllers want to have happen? And they know what's happening. They're the most responsible for creating this paradigm. How could they not know? Those who are still blindly trying to convince themselves that highly toxic weather warfare isn't real even though they can see it in the sky with their own eyes, because the controllers wouldn't do this to us, or ultimately themselves, 
time to wake up. They already have. They already are. Completely unchecked power has metastasized into a malignant cancer of total control that's permeated all major institutions in society. Does a cancer intend to kill its host? In this case, planet Earth and the entire web of life? No. That isn't the goal, but it is the end result. The objective of the cancer is to proliferate, to expand, unchecked. The host eventually dies. New from multiple sources, finally some pushback from academia, but nowhere near enough. This headline from this week, geoengineering is not a quick fix for the climate crisis, new analysis shows. From that report, a new study debunks the idea that solar geoengineering is a temporary measure to reduce warming and meet climate targets. We've already done that. We already have climate study that has done this. Where have these people been? We already know from recent climate study that the entire premise of solar radiation management, aka to spray the skies with light blocking particles to reduce some of the sun's incoming thermal energy is flawed to the core. It's mimicked on volcanic eruptions that temporarily cool the planet, but then after a year or slightly longer, that trend changes into a protracted warming caused by the same event. Solar radiation management and climate engineering is about power and control. It is a weapon of war. Nothing less. The report then states, if world leaders decide to use solar geoengineering, as if they haven't been for 75 plus years, to meet international climate goals, they could be locked into it for a century or more, the study suggests. And think about the insanity of that statement. As if this current paradigm could possibly continue for anywhere near that length of time without completely collapsing, which it's doing already. From the banking system to the Ponzi scheme stock market, Biosystems all over the planet, completely collapsing. Fisheries, crop harvests, and they think that, gee, if we do it, we might have to keep doing it for 100 years. In what reality would that occur? The report then states, the potentially long time frame further complicates the debate about geoengineering and its viability. They say, if we have to keep up a system like this for such a long time, that just increases the possibility of something bad happening. You think? Like all the bad things that are happening, especially when this is being used as a weapon of war, there's no benevolence in these programs. Zero, none. They are malevolent, top to bottom. They then say solar geoengineering involves spraying special reflective aerosols into the atmosphere. Does that sound familiar? Does anybody look up? How obvious can it be that this is going on? To beam sunlight away from the Earth, lowering global temperatures. That's not working out so well, is it? The only way they're lowering global temperatures is by chemical ice nucleating operations and when they spray these canopies into the sky on some days it creates an actual lens effect making it more intense aka the uv and the radiant heat from the sun is worse not better and all of this canopy traps heat at night doesn't let it return into the atmosphere how simple is that final statement from this report Solar geoengineering risks and side effects range from possible damage to the Earth's ozone layer, been over that way too many times, to inadvertent changes in global precipitation patterns. It's just an idea for now, the report says. Again, I, I will never accept that the so-called science community is this immoral, this willfully blind, this willing to pretend whatever the power structure wants them to pretend, that this isn't really going on. So they give them a little bit of leash that they can put out an article like this so long as they don't actually admit to this insanity that's so visible in our skies. There's no honor in that. There's no honor in academia. Where is it? 
of all the academicians I know, I could count on one hand those that have shown honor. One hand. Let's press on. Again, consider the constantly changing scheduled weather scripts. Who does all the weather modeling for the nation's weather forecasting personnel? Private defense contractors and primary climate engineering participants, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. What a surprise. They provide the weather modeling to the nation's weathermen, the National Weather Service, and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, both agencies having an illegal federal gag order on them. How big a red flag is that? Next, from multiple sources, the U.S. leads the world in weather catastrophes. Here's why, the report states. They continue, the United States is Earth's punching bag for nasty weather. Nature dealt the United States a bad hand, the report says. It continues, blame geography for the U.S. getting hit by stronger, costlier, more varied, and frequent extreme weather than anywhere on the planet, several experts have recently said. Then add climate change and, quote, buckle up. More extreme events are expected. That's a statement from Rick Spinrad, head of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the one with the gag order on it. But they do have some that are willing, certainly, to toe the line for their paymasters, don't they? Perhaps Rick Spinrad and everyone else at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration should have a link to the dimming emailed to them. Same with everyone at the National Weather Service. Report then says China may have more people and a large land area like the United States, but they don't have the same kind of clash of air masses as much as we do in the U.S. Just went over that at the beginning of this broadcast, didn't I? The clash of air masses, chemically nucleated moisture being manipulated in from the West, from the Pacific Ocean, connecting and colliding with another mass of warm, moist air being manipulated from the record Gulf of Mexico, week after week after week. Not nature. Here's some final excerpts from the report. This is from AP News, by the way. It's one of many sources that covered this. The U.S. is by far the king of tornadoes and other severe storms. For example, report says killer tornadoes in December 2021 that struck Kentucky illustrated the uniqueness of the United States. They hit areas with large immigrant populations. People who fled Central and South America, Bosnia and Africa were all victims. Question, where are so many of the tornadoes striking now? Are they hitting very affluent regions or the not-so-well-off Let's stop there. You decide. From the AccuWeather Climate Engineering Cover-Up Organization, this, the oceans just reached their hottest temperature on record as El Nino looms. The graphing of ocean temperatures is going vertical, straight up, literally. Sea surface temperatures have continuously broken high temperature records over and over, year after year, and are already becoming deadly for many forms of marine life in numerous regions of the world. The process is expanding and accelerating. What's known as Canfield Ocean, I brought that term up on many broadcasts. Please investigate it. This is the scenario that's coming. If this condition occurs, aka superheated, oxygen-depleted, stratified, and dead seas, if the oceans die, we, the human race, will promptly follow. Earth's oceans are the bottom line factor in regard to overall global temperatures, including land temperatures. A cubic meter of seawater can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. We have sea temperatures in some regions of the Arctic 
that have been measured recently at up to 25 degrees above the historical baselines. That is inconceivable. We are in completely uncharted territory at this point. The climate engineers are doing everything in their power to mask the magnitude and immediacy of what's unfolding from populations until the last possible moment. Chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations, jet stream manipulation, and engineered winter weather events that the matrix media then sensationalizes. On that note, from weather.com, this Earth is halfway to tipping point that could cause six feet of sea level rise. Let's correct that headline of total deception. Not halfway to such a tipping point, but long past. The momentum behind the unfolding Earth changes is far worse than any official source or matrix media source will ever admit to. Many meters of sea level rise are already baked into the equation and far sooner than almost any dare to imagine. And for those that don't believe it, I understand. No one wants to consider that Earth as we knew it will soon be no more. But denial won't change what's coming. How can we possibly live in a world where so many are so willfully blind? I ponder this so many times every day that the lack of willingness of so many to face reality, to acknowledge the truth, to look past the mainstream media constant programming and commercials. It's either Big Pharma, Carnival Cruises, or the latest iPhone, or the latest political theater. So few are willing to put that aside and face the wider horizon. That has to change, or we have virtually no chance of even near-term survival. The climate engineers are doing everything in their power to confuse and divide populations in regard to the true severity of unfolding and accelerating global climate collapse, engineering winter weather in spite of record warm sea surface temperatures and terrestrial surface temperatures in countries that don't have the world's biggest military and thus climate engineering capability, the heat is on killing crops, and soon enough, populations. But for the country that does have such a military, a.k.a. the USA, the country with a military bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined, here's how that works. What do they do in their country? New from numerous sources. January-like cold spell to spill across West during first week of April. From that report, temperatures will plunge to near-record levels across the West as a burst of cold air grips the region. For some, the winter-like chill will be accompanied by plowable snow. Been over that, not just in this broadcast, so many others. Again, this is what I'm talking about, the fire hosing of moisture in from the West, from the Pacific through the West, chemically nucleating it, the entire way and creating the conditions and sensationalized headlines like that I just covered. And it continues. A southward plunge of the jet stream will send cold air southward across the West as the first week of April begins. Temperatures can dip 15 to 25 degrees Fahrenheit below the historical average, more on par with the middle of winter than the start of April. The climate engineers and the controllers so love that kind of headline. Let's forget all about the last 15 plus years of off and on record heat and more on than off record drought. The climate engineers and the controllers know all they have to do is engineer some surface winter weather and add a headline like that, which I just covered, and so many forget all about what the past was. Next to headline, same theme, powerful April blizzard to unfold across northern plains. New from the LA Times, California snowpack is the deepest in at least 70 years. The headline then says, now get ready for the big melts. 
quick statement for the record. For those that think all this snow is just the result of nature, a.k.a. naturally ice-nucleated and non-toxic, think again. The chemically nucleated frozen material melt-off is actually further fueling the already catastrophic forest die-off, along with everything downstream. Toxic waters translates to toxic farm irrigation and toxic food supplies. Don't eat the snow. Next headline, it seems the weather makers have much more planned for the weather warfare weary residents of the once golden state. From kqed.org, this winter's floods may be, quote, only a taste of the mega floods to come, climate scientists warn. Reports as climate scientists warn that what Californians have lived through in recent months is just a preview of what's to come, with exponentially worse flooding predicted in future years. Again, the translation of that headline, the climate engineers have even more severe weather warfare scheduled for already struggling California populations. Backing up for a moment to the Northern Plains snowstorm that was scheduled and occurred this week, here's a, a little additional data from that report. They say... A large temperature contrast between Arctic air coming in from the north and the west and warm air from the south will feed the storm and cause it to deepen rapidly and generate powerful winds. They continue, the storm is also expected to trigger another outbreak of severe thunderstorms and tornadoes, which occurred as scheduled just days after the storms unleashed destructive tornadoes from Iowa to Wisconsin to Arkansas. At the time of this broadcast, the climate engineers have scheduled yet another round of potential freezing temperatures in agricultural producing regions of Northern California. If they can pull it off, that should be the final blow in this year's engineered crop crushing flash freeze fiesta. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration scheduled temperature map will be included in the post of today's broadcast on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. It is a truly shocking map, which is the scheduled weather, ultimately passed down from Raytheon, private defense contractor Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, the geoengineering contractors that do all the weather modeling for the nation's weathermen because they are the ones scheduling the weather. Changing gears just for a quick footnote about super slick snow that I've covered in many broadcasts, snow now laced with surfactants, part of the climate engineering mix. Surfactants are what makes soap soap. They're used based on climate engineering patents and data to keep the jet sprayed particulates from coagulating, from sticking together. With that in mind, new from sciencedaily.com, graphene can act as surfactant. From that report, researchers found that at a particular size below one micron, what is called amphiphilic behavior is possible. This graphene flake attracts water at its edges but repels it on its surface, making it a new generation of surfactants. We don't know what's in the mix in total that's being dispersed on us at any particular time. They can change it whenever they want. And graphene also can be used as a biological carrier agent. What's that mean? It means it can carry a biological element from the clouds to the ground. What are they doing in our skies? How can we possibly know? We, we do certainly know and can say with certainty that all of it is malevolent. Moving on from the constant parade of engineered snowstorms and super slick snow, how's the weather in tropical Florida? New from WLRN Miami, Florida's warm, dry weather leads to expanding drought and burn bans. The report states above average temperatures and unusually dry conditions this winter across much of the state of Florida 
have resulted in the development of widespread drought. Areas hit hard by Hurricane Ian just over six months ago are now in extreme drought. Sounds like things aren't so good in Florida these days. Miami's spending about a billion a year pumping their streets dry from ever-increasing sea levels. Highly toxic red tides from superheating and super-polluted seas are killing fish and chasing away beachgoers. And then there's that 5,000-mile-long patch of sargassum seaweed that will continue to impact Florida beaches for who knows how long. And let's not forget that pesky flesh-eating bacteria that swimmers must now be aware of. It's the fun never stops in the planetary asylum. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 400, April 8th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail-outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities, now with, I believe, almost 1.4 million views on YouTube. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email, directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube... Please subscribe, share, and comment, which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Which is many, isn't it? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture is worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. We now have new Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. The images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering. Investigate. And below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so that people can find a credible source of data to continue their investigation. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. If we can wake the families up of those that are participating so they know what their family member is participating in, that's when the scenario begins to shift in the right direction. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a geoengineering watch t-shirt or hoodie, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or somewhere downtown, please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Final note, if you know any radio stations that might be interested in airing the non-political commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, have them contact us at admin at geoengineeringwatch.org. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation. As always, I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for more on how to make your voice heard.
moving on. As I've tried to point out many, many times, climate engineering has extraordinarily negative impacts on all three forms of alternative energy. I won't call it renewable because it isn't. It's better than the outright burning of carbon fuels, yes, but absolutely not renewable in the true sense of the term. With all that in mind, from agnews.com, USDA releases $1 billion to incentivize rural renewable energy grants. From that report, farmers and small rural businesses looking to make their operations more energy efficient and add renewable energy to their farms or businesses now have more funding opportunities with USDA opening $1 billion in grants under the Rural Energy for America program, acronym REAP largest funding expansion in the program's history. The Biden administration announced the funding availability. Let's recap for the record. The climate engineering alternative energy overlap. Climate engineering operations are drastically reducing solar power output by blocking direct sunlight. To put a percentage on that statement, and this is, again, what got me into this battle in the first place, my loss of solar power uptake from whatever these aircraft were emitting on some days losing 60, 70, 80% of my photovoltaic output from aircraft emissions. That cannot be condensation. Indeed, it isn't condensation. And that's not to say 80% of the light is gone. That's 80% of the direct sunlight, which solar power panels need, or they will not function, period. And yet we're pushing all this solar power energy while we're spraying the skies to block the sun? Total insanity. That's the human race at this point, and the public pretending it isn't happening. Next, climate engineering operations are drastically reducing overall wind power by creating all-or-nothing wind pattern scenarios. Little or no wind means no wind power. Too much wind, no wind power, because the turbines must be turned off to avoid damaging them. And about hydropower, climate engineering is cutting off precipitation to many regions of the world that are now producing less or no hydropower. And of course, the same droughts are crushing crops, killing livestock, and thus populations as well, crushing food supplies. Let's keep going. From pvtech.org, Canada announces plans for IRA-style solar and storage investment for 2023 budget. What a great idea. Invest in solar power that climate engineering atmospheric spraying operations are making completely dysfunctional at best. Let's stop there for just a moment. Sorry to rant. Please forgive me. But truly, how completely insane and morally bankrupt can so many in the ranks of the human race be? I grapple with this consideration countless times a day as I bear witness to the now silent and dying forests, to skies that are painted over by geoengineering jet aircraft nearly every single day. I marvel at the masses that continue to be caught up in any and every form of completely scripted political theater while the world dies around us, literally. Soon, very soon, IRAs won't matter, especially those connected to solar energy that's being blocked by climate engineering, retirement accounts in any form won't matter. Educational degrees from any institution, most already matrix-controlled, won't matter. Long-term planning will have little or no point. Near-term survival will be the prevalent objective for the vast majority. So, if true, does that mean we should all just sit down and give up? No. No. 
Absolutely not. The rapidly darkening horizon should be, must be, our clarion call to action, our summons from the Creator to man our individual post and to do our part no matter what comes. All of us, each of us, must decide for ourselves what we will do in the time we have. And while pondering that, ask yourself, what do you want to be found doing with your time when you meet your Maker? Next, from Politico.com, How the Climate Movement Learned to Win in Washington. From that report, after a staggering defeat, environmentalists needed a plan they could sell. Thus began a decade-long climb propelled by mass protest, heavy campaign spending, and intense lobbying. And all the while, not a single word about the single most destructive human activity of all, global climate intervention operations. Total hypocrisy in the ranks of the so-called climate movement and all the environmental groups that are part of it. The major environmental organizations are, just like Matrix Media, manipulated by those who control the flow of money. So again, in summary, what is known as renewable energy is not, and it's not going to save us. And certainly, the so-called environmental organizations are definitely not going to save us. But this clarification to go with what I just stated, I am absolutely not denying our collapsing climate from countless forms of human activity. It's not a this or that equation. It's this and that and many other things. Climate engineering is simply making an already horrifically bad situation exponentially worse still. That's the equation we face. New from the Epoch Times, this. Experts issue new climate warning, but past forecasts hurt credibility. From that report, decades of climate predictions that haven't come true are hurting climate science credibility. Cataclysm that appears to be just around the corner fizzles out as the deadline approaches. The Epoch Times then states, risk of wildfires, permafrost degradation, biodiversity loss, dry lands, water scarcity, tree mortality, and loss of corals. Let's call that last one what it is. Oceans dying on every front is, paraphrased, not necessarily happening because, quote, the evidence is inconclusive. Really, inconclusive. Let's ponder that for a moment. Our oceans and all forms of life in them are dying by the day. Plankton and fish populations crashing or already crashed. Insect populations already crashed. Global wildlife populations crashing or already crashed, depending on the species. And the information is inconclusive. How many people look no further than some sort of media source telling them what they want to hear. Go back to sleep. Everything will magically work out. Let's all think happy thoughts and live off of hopium. That's not going to save us. What will it take to make the story end well? Doing what you know you should do, regardless of how much the odds are against you. That's an ending that matters. New from CNN and many other sources, as mentioned at the start of this broadcast, the oceans just reached their hottest temperature on record as El Nino looms on top of already record temperatures. The report then states, here are six things to watch for. First, the world could reach 1.5 degrees of warming for the first time. Too late for that. That happened perhaps two decades ago. We are likely now with unfiltered data past 3.5 degrees seas of warming above pre-industrial baselines. We are past the point at which humans have existed on this planet. It doesn't mean we die overnight. 
but it means the planet's life support systems are failing. Indeed, they are. Two, there could be more drought-busting rain in the West. Been over that in this broadcast. That's at the discretion of the weather makers, the climate engineers. They control the spigot. Three, drought, heat, and fires elsewhere. Again, the climate engineers choose. Please search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Search specifically, wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. One of our most important reports. Climate engineering at the core of all of this. Four, warmer Pacific Ocean fuels stronger cyclones. The hurricane manipulation operations covered that at the start of this broadcast. Started 1947, U.S. military with Project Cirrus. So although warmer oceans do in fact spawn and potentially fuel stronger hurricanes, a.k.a. cyclones, it's the manipulation of those storms that we must bring to light. Five, coral reefs could see catastrophic bleaching. Oops, too late on that one. Has already happened. I've been to two expeditions to the Barrier Reef. It was starting to go downhill then, and this was quite some time ago. They are catastrophically bleached now. And the bigger ecosystems, the kelp forests of the southern coast of Australia, western coast of the U.S., 95% gone. Total collapse. Six more Antarctic ice melt question mark. That's their question mark, not mine. Why would they put a question mark? Of course, as the planet superheats, ice will melt. No matter how much sea surface ice nucleating they do, and they are ice nucleating the sea surface to create slush on the sea surface to mask the true severity of polar sea ice meltdown. It'll come to light soon enough. Wait and see. From NewScientist.com, deforestation in Venezuela surges as gold miners ransack the Amazon. That doesn't sound like very good news, does it? The loss of pristine forest is estimated to be increasing by around 170% annually. How long does anybody think that can continue? That statistic was from Venezuela, and that's an even faster rate than Brazil. And it's as a result of state-sanctioned gold mining. More harbingers of human stupidity, destroying what's left of an essential life support element on the planet, the Amazon forest, to get a shiny little metal that won't mean anything on a dead planet. From the Times of India, global warming will cause conditions beyond human tolerance, a.k.a. no food and the wet bulb effect. What is the wet bulb effect? It's when the combination of temperatures and humidity reach a threshold which is intolerable to the human body. The body can no longer cool itself, and those temperatures are much lower than people might imagine. Historically, on planet Earth, as the temperatures skyrocketed, humidity would drop no more because the atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. So now we're seeing combinations of temperature and humidity that create heat indexes that are up to 150, 160 degrees. That's the feels-like temperature for the human body because it can't cool itself. People are already dying from this. It's already occurring. It's going to get worse at blinding speed. From sciencealert.com, NASA assessment finds sea levels have risen over 9 centimeters in just 30 years. The report says seawaters are rising by large, measurable amounts. That assessment comes from NASA, which has analyzed 30 years of sea level satellite measurements. That's not good news, is it? And as bad as that news seems, we know NASA's not telling us the truth about much of anything. And in this case, they're lying as well. Sea level rise is much worse even than this report states and accelerating far faster than they indicate. 
from HPPR.org. A new disease that kills corn is spreading across the Midwest and Great Plains. From that report, the fungal disease attacks leaf tissue and corn and can rapidly deteriorate the plant. According to the Crop Protection Network, it is estimated that it caused farmers to lose around $3 billion in the United States from 2018 to 2021 and has the potential to be more destructive in states that are just now seeing the cases. We don't know where all these pathogens are coming from or who's releasing them, from bird flu to this new corn fungal disease and who knows what else is floating around our air column. From the UK Daily Mail, a headline of ridiculousness designed to distract, polarize, and divide. This, farmers will be ordered to feed cows methane suppressants to stop them from belching and breaking wind under government plans to reach net zero. I gotta take pause on that one. Collectively, the human race has long since left sanity behind. Yes, there are exceptions, and they know who they are. But taken as a whole, the so-called human race has gone off the deep end, so to speak. Preventing cows from having gas while we're spraying skies all over the world, literally with tens of millions of tons of highly toxic elements annually, destroying Earth's protective atmosphere, killing everything on the ground from soil microbiome to the tallest trees, everything. And they're worried about cow flatulence. Total insanity. And there's this new report from the LA Times. Acres of L.A. County sewage sludge threatens to contaminate Tulare Lake floodwaters. The report then states, Since 2016, the Tulare Lake compost facility has been converting L.A.'s human sewage into, quote, high-grade organic fertilizer. Ever wonder exactly what's in the bag of so-called organic fertilizer that you're spreading on your vegetable garden? Now you know. And now it seems, thanks to the ongoing crop-crushing weather warfare being waged in California from the worst drought in over 1,200 years, conservatively, to record levels of toxic chemical ice nucleation, frozen material, a.k.a. snow, and record flooding with proven toxic rain, rain that's already laden with a plethora of climate engineering fallout and PFAS forever chemicals. It just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? Everything is contaminated in our world. Everything. On that note, this headline from this week, multiple sources, child growth and development hampered by PFAS in blood, study says. This reminder of recent science reports, PFAS, forever chemicals, are in every single drop of rain all over the planet. No exceptions. So this study then states, potentially toxic chemicals found in everyday products, including fast food wrappers, makeup, carpeting, etc., and every drop of rain as I just stated, are altering hormonal and metabolic pathways needed for human growth and development. According to a new study, changes in these metabolic markers can be indicative of a number of different health outcomes in the future for the children, such as an increased susceptibility to obesity, insulin resistance, increased risk of fatty liver disease, and potentially cancer. Where are parents? Where are the so-called loving parents that refuse to look up and acknowledge that we're being sprayed like lab rats every single day? Where are they? Here's a parent that we would do well to mimic from numerous sources this week. A bald eagle who went viral for refusing to leave its nest during a snowstorm lost its only chick after the nest fell to the ground. For those that saw the photo of this eagle buried neck deep in the chemically nucleated so-called snow being dumped on the entire web of life by the climate engineers. It was absolutely moving to the marrow. No matter how much it hurt, I couldn't take my eyes off this image. The most majestic and noble of creatures with only its head exposed, buried in chemical snow, but steadfastly refusing to leave its baby. 
when the true magnitude of suffering and death to all the innocent creatures of the world from the ongoing weather warfare operations is considered, it is impossible for me not to be filled with rage, a controlled rage that has for so many years been my fuel for this fight. I will never give up, ever. And to all those that have summoned the courage to steadfastly join this all-important battle for everything we hold dear, you have my undying respect, my deepest gratitude. Thank you for marching with me in this all-important effort in spite of the odds. During my most difficult moments, I ponder the lessons I've learned from extremely arduous solo ascents up limestone mountains in the trailless wilderness near my off-grid home. On all fours at times, scratching and clawing my way up the steepest sections of the journey with a 60-pound pack on my back, the trek to the top of the limestone peaks is about eight hours nonstop at a fast pace. This is after canoeing across the pit river to reach the base of the climb. Every time I reach my destination at the top of the mountain, I prepare for a night of isolated contemplation on the summit. So-called civilization is so far away. In the distant valley, it's barely visible, and yet, all too often, above my head, the climate engineering jets are spewing their filth into our once blue skies and once brilliant star-filled nights. In the long hours of such nights, I gaze into the heavens and wonder, how is one to live when there's literally no escaping from the insanity? What's one to do? I found only one way forward to fully resolve oneself to face the gathering storm head-on, to man one's appointed post, no matter what comes, till the end, to relieved of duty by our Maker. As the sun's first rays glimmer on the eastern horizon, I know it's time to march down from the mountain. I know it's time to continue marching forward in this fight, now over 20 long years for me. None of us can know with certainty what this possible final chapter of the human race will bring. There's so much that we can't know. But whatever the future holds, the confidence that comes from the determination to do what's right because it's right can never be shaken. Our will can never be taken, ever. Each of us has been entrusted by the Creator to be the guardian of our own free will. What will each of us choose to do with His greatest of all gifts? The sand in the hourglass is running down at blinding speed. Yet, if we stand together, collectively, we can still make a profound difference even at this late hour. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Stay strong. Never yield to the insanity. Ever. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.